Welcome to the Raven Precision Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Chad Bigler and Josh Crimmins, and together we talk about VSN Visual Guidance, which is Raven's new row steering solution. Chad covers things like why Raven went down this path with row steering, uh, as well as what it means for Raven along with the timeline for some of the releases coming up. Josh gets into a lot of the feedback and the beta period because he had a lot of hands-on experience with the system, as well as uh, working a lot with the people that were using it as beta testers. Now I'm going to apologize a little bit in advance. Uh, we had some technical difficulties at the beginning. My audio setup doesn't really play too well with our online conferencing software, so uh, you're going to hear Chad and I in the background kind of coughing and moving around and things like that as Josh is speaking. Josh, if you listen to this one, I'm going I'm to apologize especially to you. But even with that, I think there's still a lot of really good information. So thank you and bear with us. We're fully recording. We can kind of get ready whenever we want. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls kids of all ages that looks pretty good welcome to the raven podcast <laughs> oh man i'm gonna have to that's gonna be that's probably gonna be the introduction right there <laughs> sure hope not uh, chad you came back hey you gotta, you gotta put some uh you gotta put some teeth to that tease that you gave us last time oh. so we'll get to that in a little bit i think that's the main point we're here right and you also brought a friend <clears throat> sounds I like did. you brought a cold I did. <laughs> got two friends brought Mr. Crimmins and a cold. Yeah, so we got Josh joining us remotely. Yeah, I'm glad that I am remote uh, with, uh, with your guys' health uh, challenges there with a the cold. I don't want that. <laughs> no, no. I just got over it. So, uh, Well, anyway, so you couldn't give us a name to it last time. What is it called, This this thing? All right, so we actually had a couple weeks ago, Raven, if you guys follow us on uh, social media, on any of the news publications, or go to the ravenprecision.com website, you'll see that we had a major announcement. We released a new product, and that was actually coinciding with the Maggie Show, so Maggie Show over in Bloomington, Illinois. Josh and myself were both on hand and represented Raven at the booth, showed a lot of demonstrations, but the product that we are going to be talking about today and diving into a little bit deeper is our VSN Visual Guidance. And that is our next and latest, greatest technology enhancement really to the steering and guidance portfolio. Mm-hmm. So, and we'll dive into it, but that was what we kind of led as a teaser when right. we talked about the version 1.4, I think RS1, SC1 mm-hmm. podcast a few weeks ago. Well, it was, I think it was a little longer than a few weeks ago that Time we flies. talked about it. Time flies. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm just glad you came back. <laughs> everybody's, I think everybody's about good for three. You know, the first one was fun. The second one, everyone was like excited to come back and then they come back for a third time. And they're like, okay, I'm done. I'm over this. <laughs> I'm still doing it for whatever reason. So yeah, well, I guess probably like we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but we kind of want to focus this more on you know, generating some, some hype for the product. Like what, what, well, actually let's just start with this. So like, why, why have we gone down this path with, uh, with a visual guidance system or like a row guidance, uh, solution? 
let's say. Certainly. Yeah. And that was a question that we kind of proposed to the R&D team a while back. And part of that was when we were talking with our customers, we were talking with contract applicators, such as an egg retailer, there was several concerns they had in regards to ensuring that they weren't damaging crops. Mm -hmm. Some of that was, well, if I want to drive down my row, I either need to physically slow my machine down or I need to have a very experienced operator in there so I'm not running down feet, if not yards, if if not longer, right. of actual crop. And I mean, that does a, a lot of damage to yield in particular areas. So guys, as we're, we're looking at um, crops and how we can be better with providing a solution from a mechanical standpoint, I kept saying, well, my issue is I'm running over crop, having to slow down, or in the instance of some tighter row spacing, I'm actually just saying, we're going to run across the field or at a diagonal, so I know exactly how much I'm running over. Set my AB line, but it's a little bit rougher ride. Sure. You're going, you know, kind of at a little bit of a diagonal. It's not necessarily matching exactly how my VRA map is out there. So we heard a lot of feedback from that, and we actually kicked off a program back in 2010, 2011 to do some initial R&D on a non-contact camera that would allow you to drive down the That long system. ago? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I've only been here for like five years. But... So we kicked it off, and then we shelved it. It was one of those projects. Sure. As we went out, we started doing some engineering validation. Um, we, we came up with several different ideas on how we could solve this challenge because we didn't necessarily know, oh, a camera is going to be our exact solution, but we also mm-hmm. ran into challenges such as cost. Are, are you willing to go pay $100,000 for an add-on to something that um, I could also maybe still only run my sprayer at 10 miles an hour? Right. So we had some technology roadblocks. We also had mm-hmm. some cost roadblocks, some market acceptance roadblocks. So we actually shelved it. And then a couple of years ago, there was more of a, a demand for it. We started hearing this more and more saying, you know, as I'm contracting out, as an egg retailer is coming in, they're running over a lot of my crops. Or as I have a, a 22-inch spacing, I'm having guys that are running down yards of actual crop and I'm not getting my yield from those areas. Mm-hmm. So we started looking back into it. There was also a little bit of buzz in the industry as a couple of our competitors came out with some solutions um, not necessarily a full non-contact solution. And when going out, uh, evaluating with some of those customers that used it, they looked more towards a full non-contact solution. So it kind of pushed us back into a camera. So we actually mm-hmm. worked with some outside parties to fully develop a very specific, uh, very fast processing, non-contact stereo vision camera that you can mount on the front side of a machine and run it down, navigate it through road crops. Now, We've had a lot of successful season this last spring. It's giving us a lot of confidence, and it's a product we're very excited about mm-hmm. because of all the benefits. And some of those benefits include um, crossing off the areas I just mentioned that now I can navigate down row crops without having the concern of how it was planted, You know, whether it right. was a lesser correction of a WAS or an SBAS versus an RTK versus a satellite GS, or even somebody else's machine planted it that didn't have lines that would transfer over. We can right. now adapt, adapt to it. Or say that planter kind of shifts or moves. You know, as we get larger equipment, starts getting into areas that are a little bit tougher, a little bit sandier, that implement does move on the backside to where our rows are not necessarily as straight mm-hmm. as what's on the line on the tractor. So allowing that machine to actually go down and navigate how the actual crops are planted rather than the theoretical. So we right. started seeing a lot of these benefits, which really, and I'll be the first one to admit, we create a lot of user stories on how we thought this product was going to help us. And as we got into beta, and I want Josh to kind of give us more insight on that, 
we started seeing a lot more use cases. And the fun part was is when guys were telling us and smiling that, man, I just covered 20% more acres today. And I actually felt good enough to go home and throw the ball around with my boy because I wasn't tired. I wasn't fatigued. Right. I got done running and trying to lean over on the right-hand side of the steering wheel and watch where my wheel mm-hmm. goes every single row all day long. Right. And like the fatigue, it's not just mental or no, it's not just physical from operating the machine and doing everything like that. I mean, you're just like, you're just drained because you're concentrating so hard on like 15 different things. Well, and put yourself in that driver's seat. Right. How many different things are going on in that control center nowadays? I call it control center. You (laughs) have multiple monitors, you have multiple switches, your machine is driving. I mean, we have guys that in Canada have called us and said, how can we limit our steering system at 29 mile an hour? I mean, people are flying across the field. Right. Not everybody's doing that. But how can we help support them? And, mm-hmm. you know, they have so many different things going on there. They have multiple monitors, multiple switches, and you're there to actually apply product at the right rate, at the right time, at the right position, at the right speeds, at the, you know, right droplet sizes. There's so many different areas that we are monitoring, and we're there from an application control standpoint, or let's call it from a functional control standpoint, not necessarily having to manually navigate down each row or navigate that machine. Right. Uh, when you, So I guess you said you kind of started to allude to the beta and a lot of the feedback that we got from that. And so, Josh, you had, you've dealt with, with, with it quite a bit uh, from that standpoint because you've had, you've had a few in your area, right? Yeah, so I had, uh, I had five uh, beta units that I kind of um, had my hands on uh, directly. Um, in my area. So um, we had four of them in Iowa, and then we had one of them in in uh, south central Illinois uh, that I had a part in. Um, and overall, we had um, a lot of a lot of operators that had um, over 30 engaged hours uh, with VSN. That means that they had um, hit the steering wheel. It was engaged using the camera to follow rows. Um, we had one one site, 43 hours of in, in engaged time um, with with VSN, and to put it into perspective, auto steer um, engaged time versus engine hours on a machine is usually around a third um, of the engine hours, and um, uh, this this machine we did the uh, the beta test install uh, a month after everyone else. <clears throat> had had their um cameras installed because the weather in in illinois was so poor uh that that the the operator didn't put his row crop tires on until um the the ninth of june and uh we did the install that that monday and in the 100 hours that the machine was actually on 43 of those hours he was engaged in rows using the camera um so we we put the camera on the day that he went to the field um, rowing crops, and uh, um, that was a that was a really successful uh, beta test site. Um, we had a variety of machines as well. So um, four four of the machines did have um, spray booms on them. They were liquid machines, uh, but one of those units that uh, that application was actually a new liter spreader spreading urea on uh, on standing corn. Um, and so that, that site actually had 38 hours of engaged time and, uh, covered a large variety of, of heights of crops and, and things like that. 
Um, so it was a really successful uh, beta season. We were actually able to get into um, some of the next phase of development because the beta testing went so well. Um, we were able to, um, we didn't have a lot of hurdles uh, setting us back at all in, in the beta testing. So they were able to uh, test some, some newer features uh, that were supposed to come a little later, but things went so well, um, we were able to kind of get those uh, right at the end of our initial beta test. Um, a lot of the, the operators, you know, we knew going in that this would help a lot with operator fatigue, you know, just not having to focus on the rows, just like you guys had just mentioned. Um, you know, one, uh, a sales guy um, had, had mentioned um, talking with operators, uh, rowing crops is like driving down the interstate uh, in a blizzard on a glare of ice for four hours. You can totally do it. Um, you know, uh, uh, you're just, uh, you know, taxed at the end of that trip. Well, that's, you know, 14 to 16 hours a day uh, in, in row crop season. And and uh, it's not just the kids in the backseat. You got, you know, customers bringing more jobs, you know, uh, dispatchers uh, sending you um, to do more acres and everything like that. So it's it's a very stressful time. So we knew that um, these guys were, were really fatigued at the end of the day. Um, but what it really does is it gives the operator more awareness of the machine when you're going through the field. Um, so when you're when you're rowing crops, the only thing you're really focused on is not running crop over, and anything else with with the machine is is secondary. So uh, the reason why the operator's out there is to be an applicator. And um, when you're rowing crops, uh, the actual application portion is is kind of second fiddle. Uh, to what's going on. So what I noticed is we did a lot of um, uh, videos and things like that as the operators were applying in the field and had awareness to, you know, raise the boom up over that, that fence post was sticking up or a inlet uh, that was higher than they thought. Um, one, one instance, and I actually got a video of it, is the applicator was going through the field goes through the ditch realizes oh shoot the boom height was not engaged when we went through that ditch so the booms kind of slapped the crop and he had the uh, the presence of mind to be able to reach up accept the um the liability warning on the auto boom and engage it while the machine still just rode through the crops and also in that in that video the machine like Chad said, the machine pays attention to where the crops are at. So when it went through the ditch, it didn't kind of waller through the ditch or anything like that. Where human nature, when you go through that ditch, you would overcompensate and kind of mm -hmm. knock a little bit of crop over. The machine pays attention to the pattern of the crops and drives you right through that area. So there was no crop damage where normally there'd be a little bit of waller through there. That's that's excellent, Josh. Would you mind talking to who we select as beta customers? Are these guys that are you know relatively new to a machine, the experienced operators? Uh, what type of conditions, you know, hours they're running? Can you kind of give us a feel for the guys that you sat in the buddy seat with and what their experience was with the machine and how they've you know come to be in application control? 
So all of our beta testers, um, except for maybe a couple, had over 20 years of experience. So uh, they, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't their first rodeo by any means. Um, and uh, one, one, actually, one, one guy that uh, we oh. talked to at uh, the Maggie show said that uh, when, he'd, when he'd lay down at night and close his eyes, he could just see white lines of, of rows. <laughs> so, um, so I found that kind of funny. Uh, but these were very experienced applicators. And um, a lot of them, you know, obviously if you're an, you're an applicator and you've been doing it for a long time, you take pride in your work. And, uh, and they were, um, you know, they definitely were open to trying the system. Uh, but a lot of them took pride in their work. So they would... If they could steer it better, they were going to steer it better. And, and a lot, lot of them, as they progressed with the system, um, relied on it more and more. And uh, and it just, at the end of the day, so Jason, um, there in uh, South Central Illinois, he said at the end of the day, he just doesn't feel tired like a normal season. He, he said it's just kind of taken, allowed him to take a breath and, and relax. But uh, these guys... Um, had been doing it for a long time. Definitely, we had experienced applicators for our beta tests. And several of them had actually tried other systems throughout the years as well on competitive equipment um, and things like that. That's good. Yeah, it was an exciting beta season. And just to add to it a little bit, so Josh had, would you say, four or five sites? Five, yep. Five sites. Oh we had 20 spread throughout north america mm-hmm. and we actually you know if you look we started down in texas in february matt you and i were down there yeah we started going with some customers we installed beta systems in march and we actually are still running systems up in canada as well so we've actually spread out to a little bit more than 20 sites but at one time we had no more than 20 that we were uh, working with mm-hmm. and what's really exciting is we not only invited our our engineers to on-site for beta but gentlemen like Josh, you know, a lot of our account managers, our precision egg specialists, our dealers were also invited to come and help us and give us feedback. And honestly, that was one of the best things for us because even as we were down in Texas, right. Matt, there was a lot of stuff when Jonathan was there was saying, it'd be really nice if we could do this. And I, wow, I never thought of that, but you know, how can we implement it? So mm-hmm. that's one of the best things for beta. And Josh, was was there one particular instance that there was an aha moment that you saw during beta season this spring or, or one main takeaway that you can share with us around an area that, you know, was really cool for VSN or an area that we're looking to improve yet? So our very first, uh, when we went to the field with the um, VSN for the first time, um, the operator asked, so uh, the, uh, the indicator is green, we're in the headlands. Can can we do uh, can we engage the steering? And I said absolutely, and that was the aha moment. It, I never thought of that when we we're you know yeah hey we're gonna come out with uh, in row auto steer, and I'm and I just thought you know back and forth uh, making passes. But um, a lot of our applicators they would use um, the VSN and the headlands um, to watch out for obstructions in the field and and to guide them around because that's that's the pass that the most damage is done when you're going around the field. Um, you know, things are grown up, uh, around the outside edge. 
Um, and that was that was one one moment where I was like, oh, this this is super slick. And where, uh, just like you said, Chad, where um, you when you're writing with that the applicator, you learn um, of frustrations with how the field's been planted in different you know point rows and different things, and uh, the VSN will pick a path, and you're going to run crop over in point rows and things like that. You don't have to try and figure out how you're going to uh, attack that piece because it'll follow those the rows around. Cool. The other thing, um, you know, feedback that we had heard is with other products, you have to calibrate them a lot for different heights of crops and and um, you know different scenarios. With our uh, with our product, we just calibrated it for um, you know for the most part, 30 inch rows was is the most common um around central iowa and illinois um but uh, we do have five profiles where you can select different uh row widths and then you just calibrate one time uh and then you can select those rows that you're in um that was the thing that i had um feedback of man that was easy where where the calibration is you select your row spacing uh hit start and you drive for 100 yards manually and then at the end of it uh the the end of that hundred yards you just hit the auto steer button and engage and that's all it took and uh you know received the feedback of that's it you know <laughs> so uh and and in those instances we we calibrated one time calibrated at the beginning of the beta season when the crop was um you know six inches tall and uh those guys ran that up until that 90 percent canopy so, and to add to that, Josh, that was probably my biggest aha moment when we were down in Texas as well, is mm-hmm. when we stored something, we did a calibration. Now, we tried to break the system. I mean, we, yeah. we, we had fun when we were down yeah. there. Matt and I are both still laughing about some of the stuff we did. But uh, our intent was to try to make it not work, mm-hmm. to see if we could find any bugs or fish it out. And the calibration, how simple it was, and I really like the VSN plus mode or the hybrid mode. Where you right. can go and engage onto your GPS line and do a line acquire, and then it starts actually going down the row. This is that obviously after you've already calibrated, mm-hmm. but once it goes down the row, it seamlessly switches between GPS and to a visual guidance mode. But to Josh, to, to your point, storing a few different calibration profiles in there, being able to switch, I move from a 30 inch spacing to a 38 inch spacing, and I come into the field and I haven't seen that field in three weeks crop height has changed or even when we were down there we rotated between sorghum and uh corn and they were a little bit different height we still were able to run right down the field i mean right to me simplicity of an operator to you know kind of start getting that mindset to now i can actually start focusing on what else is happening on my machine not taking all my focus to just drive down that that row mm-hmm. so i i for one and might be biased a little bit there but thought <laughs> simplicity was very well thought very well put together. And, you know, our calibration is still in the seat. I get to drive down the row. I don't have to get out, readjust the camera, put any cards in front of it. It's something that we're allowing the sure. software to take care mm-hmm. of all the heavy lifting. And as Josh mentioned, I mean, within a, I think the spec is less than 100 feet. It would take your calibration. I don't remember the exact number, but it's, it's about right. It's very about right. small window compared mm-hmm. to what we're doing here. Uh, well, anything else we wanted to cover with that? No? 
Just thumbs up. People can't hear that. <laughs> so I think uh, you know, visual guidance is a is a perfect. Uh, that's that's what we're doing uh, with the VSN. Um, it it complements. Uh, so you have to have the RS1 or SC1 steering system, and then the VSN works with that seamlessly uh, to provide that visual guidance solution. Um, so I think that's a, a perfect terminology, and I, and I think it makes a lot of sense. So, so that might be a good transition to maybe talk about the system integration a little sure. bit. Sure, yeah. If you're okay with that. Yeah, what, is it, uh, like, what does it mean? Yeah. So the title of the product is VSN Visual Guidance. Now, we have a lot of steering and guidance products, and mm-hmm. as a reminder, this is not necessarily a standalone. You're still going to need a comp- to complement it, as Josh just mentioned, RS1 or SC1, so the other two steering uh, Raven compatible products that we have today. You're still going to need uh, GPS. So if you have SC1, you still have to have a GPS, whether that be the 600S or RS1 has it contained inside mm-hmm. it itself. But it pairs with it. And as I talked, we have the VSN hybrid mode, and I can seamlessly move between the two modes. But the VSN camera is a simple add-on to any piece of equipment that we're already compatible with RS1 SC1. Now, one of the things that Raven does that I really like is we don't just create a universal or generic kit mm-hmm. or install or software package. Our engineering team is physically on each and every machine. So even prior to us releasing it for beta this season, we had machines coming into our farm. We were going out to customer machines. Uh, Josh was also going out to different machines and helping us get some R&D, some insight, logging information. And the system in itself is just that the VSN camera is an add-on, mounts to the right-hand side of the boom, um, a camera, a bracket, and a cable to an existing RS1 or SC1 Mm -hmm. system. Now, with that, we're obviously still running it through a Raven field computer. So the Viper 4 is what we'd be commonly seeing in North America. As we start rolling this out throughout other regions, we'll be more compatible with our CRX offering as well. So there is some work that we're going from a system architecture but for the most part, what I really want to bring forth is we've had a lot of success with RS1 and SC1, and that exact same team was a team that worked on VSN. So there wasn't any mm-hmm. uh, working in parallel. We didn't have the transcontinental railroad where we had a <laughs> rail on each side and everybody yeah, scratched their right, head and asked right. Congress which one we were going to, to mm-hmm. see as the right one. We had the same exact team transitioning and moving forth. And what's really cool about that is that doesn't mean that when we released one of the products, the other one was done. We're continuing to evolve. We're continuing to develop, and we're really excited about VSN. Mm-hmm. But it's not the end road. We have a lot of ideas, right. and especially from the beta season this spring, where we heard feedback. And to be a beta tester, we don't want you to just say everything's good and give us a thumbs up. We want you to show us how you would use the machine, push the standards. You know, mm-hmm. go above and beyond. Uh, give us feedback, even if you tell me it was a one out of ten. Well, that's a great beta tester. What didn't you like? How can you help me? Mm-hmm create a better product for you, you know? So we use a lot of user stories. How can we continue to evolve our products? And VSN, obviously I've said it before, we have a lot of excitement around it because people are using it above and beyond our expectations, which is phenomenal. Right. Like with that, I mean, do you think maybe we want to talk a little bit about, like not not specifics to those, but maybe a little bit of some timelines, like kind of, well, for one, when are we going to probably expect to be seeing this, uh, you know, out there for sale on machines or, you know, any Certainly. of those little things? So I'll talk to some of our marketing materials that we've released. Right. 
Uh, right now, a couple weeks ago at the Maggie Show, we did our announcement. We have some videos and we have technical specs that are released on the website, mm-hmm. ravenprecision.com. You can also contact somebody like Josh or your account manager or your dealer, and we're going out and doing a lot of demonstrations as well on this equipment, um, doing some fit-ups, getting you a little bit more familiar with it, mm-hmm. seeing if we can get some additional feedback before our limited release this fall. So what we like to do is we like to provide a limited release of product. Most of that is to make sure that we are also going out and training our dealers, going out and working with them, making sure that they're uh, comfortable with our products and not just putting 500 units in one particular region and having support for our customer base. So we like to make sure that we put it out through our supported regions. Mm -hmm. So Josh will support a couple sites, go out. And what we're doing with our specific limited release on VSN is in October, we have a limited release of 100 units that is very specific to Case Patriots, Tridents, Eggco B and C series that we are trying to uh, hold with that limited release. But beyond that, so October will be our limited release. So that will be a version 1.0 from a software standpoint. Sure. What we are moving towards then is by February of next year, we'll enact our full release. Now, full release will include software enhancements. So anybody that purchased anything this fall and has installed it, we'd recommend you upgrade your software mm-hmm. as we're continuing to work on different features, different requests. Yep. And we continue to test throughout the summer. So by the time you are actually running it next spring, there'll at least be one more software update, if not two. But full release will then take place in February of next year. Very similar rollout to what we're doing with RS1 and SE1. We get onto every machine, we tune it, we make sure that it's customized for the performance. So as the fluids warm up, as the sure. you know, wheel angle sensor adjusts, as it moves, we calibrate it to it. Now that calibration is consist- consistently going in the background to where you don't need to stop after lunch and go calibrate and stop when you get to something different. So we're handshaking between the two products. Sure. Now as that leads to a full release, it will be very specific to the limited release as well from the machines that we're supporting. So it's going to be a lot of the Patriots, the Tridents, uh, B and C series Eggco machines. Wide range of machines going all the way back to model year 10 machines. Now, okay. we also have a lot of other integrations that we'll be doing through the course of next spring and next summer. So I don't have exact dates and exact models that we'll be releasing that you can work with your dealer or you can even see on the Raven Smart Quote or the portal or mm-hmm. even on our website of what products we are supporting from a machine classification. And the other plug I'll put out there, so I just talked very specific to some North American model machines. We're also doing very similar areas of testing integration as well with our counterparts in Latin America, in Europe, and eventually in Australia beginning uh, middle of next summer as well as we start rolling out. So our go-to-market strategy is not just a one-and-done deal, Mm -hmm. and we're continuing to evolve that. And part of that is, you know, next next spring we're going to do additional beta testing, such as front boom sprayers who pose a different challenge to us Mm -hmm. but something that we definitely heard this last spring was well i have my rear boom sprayer but i use my front boom sprayer in a little bit later season or i bring somebody else in from with a front boom sprayer sure can i also have them running the same lines not running over crops Mm -hmm. so different areas that we're still continuing to improve right and yeah with the front boom machines it's obviously there's different dynamics of how they're steering or how they're operating but then you know, our challenges are probably where to mount the camera, cable links, things like that. Because like you said, you said, uh, yeah, we're mounting to the 
most machines would be the boom cradle. Correct. On the on the front right. Um, you know, if they like I know some machines they are multi purpose and can have the you know, either the the tank and the boom taken off for replaced for a bed and some other mm-hmm. things. So it's like mm-hmm. you know, maybe we'll go on the blinker or something like that. Uh just trying to be in a consistent spot. Right. You yeah. know, but it's like, yeah, I'm I'm sure that's quite gonna be part of the challenge or part of the the development i should say mm-hmm. of just getting on those machines and then of course with anything we have to get hours on it correct you know so the, the beta makes sense and th- like i said earlier you know those uh they may steer so differently that maybe you know part of those tune sets they have to be massaged a little bit mm-hmm. you know so that they get that same performance that we would have on a uh, rear boom machine same expectation, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Set there. How exactly. we get there might be a little bit different, and mm-hmm. that's a, a challenge we have to solve yet. It's not necessarily on the forefront of uh, being released out, mm-hmm. but it is something that we do have a couple different samples, and we're running here at the farm, here at the Raven Innovation Campus uh, <laughs> We could, fall. Yeah. <clears throat> Good old farm. <laughs> it's a nice farm. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, I mean, is that kind of everything that we wanted to hit on? Did you have anything else, Chad? You know, I'm going to check my notes, but I think we're kind of covering most of it. The biggest thing with VSN is we're just starting to bring it out. And we're trying to get it in the hands of as many people as we can so we can take some of that feedback because a lot of our time from a development standpoint is not over. I mean, we're we're continuing to evaluate and update it. So if you are interested in this product, I'm going to reiterate again, reach out to your revenue representative, your dealer, uh, Josh would be glad to come and help. I know I'm signing you up for more stuff, but Josh, I know you, that you like innovative products, right? Yes. Yes. So the other thing I'll say is uh, if you have an RS1 or SC1 on any of the platforms that Chad talked about, the the, the Tridents, Patriots, uh, Rogator, uh, B and C series machines, you are VSN ready. Um, this product is is a is a fairly easy install. Um, so if you have a customer that that has wanted to try this product, I think it'll be a, a product that you could take out and and truly demo it to a customer and, and let them try it um, because it's a it's an excellent complement to the machine. Yeah. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Were you done? Think you're done with everything? I think so. All right. Well. We will have another podcast next spring when we fully release it. Yes. And actually, uh, one thing that I will probably plug for the uh, the limited release uh, users and customers and everything like that. Uh, so we'll probably have, you know, a few sort of uh, little videos or training materials, I should say, on our Edge Online website. So... If you followed the last episode of the podcast or if you've seen on our YouTube channel, our announcement most recently of uh, edge.ravenprecision.com, that's going to be where we're going to be putting a lot of these things on there. So maybe some installation tips as we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it is it is actually rather simple, but there are some things that um, you can do to make that, you know, as painless as possible, even even simpler uh, same thing. Same thing with calibration. You know, like you said, or you both of you said earlier, it's like really that's that's it. And just you know, punch a couple things in here and then drive a little bit. You know, but and I know you didn't want to get technical, so I won't get technical. But it's just like we want to make sure that we get good info for that for that calibration, and then I mean, the rest is 
the rest is gravy. You know, it's just, um, just, uh, yeah. We always say, you know, garbage in equals garbage out Mm -hmm. in the, Mm -hmm. in the training team. And so anyway, but that, that'd be probably just my last plug is, uh, just be on the lookout for that. And that'll probably, you know, by the time that we do release this, this episode of the podcast, we'll probably have some of those things out there and available. So I would, I would highly encourage you to check it out, even if you're curious. And I'll add a little bit to that. I didn't mention it in our go-to-market strategy. Mm -hmm. I mostly talked around how Raven is releasing this to market. We're also integrating with some different OEMs, and they will be coming out with training materials, marketing materials. I don't have a timeline to that. I can't speak specific to it. Right. But most of the OEMs that we already have established relationships with already have a committed timeline and adoption to a VSN technology, whether it's VSN ready, as Josh just kind of mentioned, Mm -hmm. our RS1 is available, but we are going down that path, integrating it to where it is a solution that in the future we would expect you could order from an OEM as well. Sure. And so they will also be able to provide you with more clarity, uh, ease of install, ease of ordering, you know, functionality of that machine. So we're working with others as well. It's not just uh, Raven only offered solution. So I want to make sure if people are aware of that, <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll see it across uh, multiple different colored machines mm-hmm. uh, within the next couple of years and spread throughout different continents. So sure. it's something that's getting a very fast adoption in the market based off of a lot of the good feedback we heard this spring. So once again, I'm going to be the broken record. We're really excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not be? But uh, yeah, I mean, you're a little biased though. You're not wearing a Raven shirt today. You know, it's casual Friday. It's still blue. <laughs> it is still blue. <laughs> I'm, I'm now here. We are on tangents again. I'm gonna have to cut myself <laughs> off. Uh, well, I think I think we'll probably just wrap it there, uh, unless you had anything else, Josh. Uh, nope. All right, Josh. Thanks for joining. We always appreciate you calling in, and thanks for everything that you're doing in the field. Thanks, guys. Thanks.